Hello, and welcome to the Executive Health Show, where we guide executives to prioritize their health and wellness to maximize productivity, longevity, and mental acuity. I'm your host, Wade Foster. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the latest episode of the Executive Health Show. So today we are diving into the last pillar of our introductory series. So the introductory series was based on the four pillars of peak health and longevity that I teach and work with my clients on optimizing. So we had pillar one, which was stress, hormonal control. Pillar two, which was sleep. Pillar three, which was nutrition. And now we're diving into pillar four, which is all around movement how much we move and our exercise throughout the day. So diving into things to begin with, the first thing that I want to kind of start off with is a, is a quote by Peter Atia. Uh, Peter Atia is a MD who focuses on the science behind longevity. He has a fantastic podcast out called The, the Drive, I believe. Um, and he is a guest regularly on a lot of other podcasts. He's a book recently released called uh, Outlive, The Science and Art of Longevity. Uh, and here's a quote that is, exercise is by far the most potent longevity drug. No other intervention does nearly as much to prolong our lifespan and preserve our cognition and physical function. So exercise is the single best thing we can do to live a longer, happier life. And um, I got on a bit of an internet, loving the world of Twitter and, and stuff. There's a, a podcaster who um, is a bit of an idiot. Um, I can't remember his exact name. I think it's Ethan something. And he said that uh, he had someone on his on a podcast who was, who was obviously health conscious and looking to improve themselves. He was like, oh, life's too short to exercise. I was like, life is too short. That's why you exercise. Life is short. And the single best way to optimize the length of your lifespan and the length of your health span, so how long you're actually able to enjoy life and be fit and healthy for, is to exercise. So the first thing that I want to I want to dive into is actually something called, which is your, your daily step count. So uh, hopefully a lot of you listen to this uh, obviously uh, in the corporate space data drives decisions when it comes to businesses the data is also fantastic for health so if you do not have a health tracker that tracks your steps get one like i like everyone should have a form of health tracker that should track their sleep their stress and their activity so the one i wear is the aura ring but there's also a whoop there's also Apple Watch does it these days. There's the Amazon Halo. Uh, there's a Garmin. There's there's so many on there, depending on your own budget. Obviously, I recommend the Aura. It's the best one. It's on eyewear. Uh, but there's so many there that allow you to track actually how well you sleep, how good your heart health is, how good your cardiovascular health is, how much you move, um, your stress and everything. Um, and unless you know the data, you don't know the answers. So one thing to, to really focus on, I said, is, is steps. So not getting enough steps throughout the day can lead to a lot of 
uh, just a lot, a lot of bad things. So it's, it's been linked to anxiety. It's been linked to depression. It's been linked to, to weight gain, heart disease, slow recovery rate, um, increase in stress, lack of creativity, higher blood pressure, and, and decreased mental acuity. All linked to just not getting enough steps in. Just not walking. Just not moving more. So by just focusing on consciously moving more is going to be one of the most beneficial things that you can do. Now, there was a Japanese slogan. So the um, the 10,000 steps a day, probably what a lot of you are aware of, um, was actually launched by a, a Japanese company in the 60s, um, which was a pedometer, basically a step counting company um, to try and push people to walk 10,000 steps a day. And that's, that's where it came from. It, it originated from marketing rather than actually any scientific data. Um, However, there was a, then a study conducted by uh, Harvard University, um, which examined people, people move, people walking and, and longevity. And it found that people who walked over 7,500 steps a day, compared to people who walked 4,400 steps a day, um, lived longer and had less risk of uh, disease and longevity diseases, et cetera. So, it is step walking is completely linked to a better, healthier, happier lifestyle. Now, where to go from walking? Well, I do think 10,000 steps is a really nice place to go. The more, the better, in my opinion. However, 7,500 is where I look to get a lot of my, one of my clients to begin with. If you're moving 7,500 steps a day, you're doing okay. Go, if we can push to 10, brilliant. If we can get to 12, fantastic. But if you're only walking two, 3,000 steps a day to begin with, getting to like getting to 12,000 is pretty impossible. So just getting yourself to 5,000, then getting yourself to six and getting yourself to 7,500 is a really, really good way of doing it. And a couple of ways that I, I kind of teach or advise people to, to optimize this, try and take as many walking meetings as you can. If, you're in, if they're in the same building with you, try and take a walking, walking meeting around the office, outside, if, it, if the weather's good, just easy way to build a momentum. If you get outside, fresh air, you're thinking clearer, you're in a better space, sun in your, sun in your skin, try and just try and take as many walking meetings as possible with people inside your office. Obviously, it has to be on Zoom, it has to be on Zoom, but try and take as many walking meetings as you can. Next thing in, first thing I do every morning, and I recommend everyone does, is walk. Go on a walk first thing in the morning. It's one of the greatest habits you can incorporate in your life. You're getting sun exposure, which is going to help with your circadian rhythm. You're getting physical activity. You can work on breath work. You're getting fresh air. Just getting up and getting outside and getting on, even if it's 10 minutes, getting a 10-minute walk every first thing in the morning is going to be fantastic for you. Um, another way of doing it is looking to obviously schedule walks in your day. So trying to, depending on how your day goes, an evening walk, a morning walk, a lunchtime walk, a break, a five minute 10 minute break at some point in the day really focusing on just scheduling your walks in is going to be beneficial next is then making your life um not harder just being smarter with things so maybe walking to a slightly different coffee shop maybe parking a little bit further away from the office maybe taking the stairs instead of the the elevator um just doing things that allow you to just walk more is going to be very, very beneficial. So that's the first thing I wanted to dive into when it came to, to movement is just walking. It is one of the simplest, simplest things we can do to aid in everything that's positive within life is just walking. So just move more, track it and move more. Very, very simple. Then next when it comes to movement is obviously looking at exercise. 
Now, as I said, exercise is one of the most important things we can do for longevity and for health. So we need to find time for it. Now, it doesn't matter how much time you have for it, really, but we want to try and find at least five days a week to be doing something. Now, this doesn't mean going to the gym. I'll get onto that in a minute. But we want to be doing something at least five times a week. Ideally, potentially an hour, maybe half an hour, maybe 20 minutes. It depends. Everyone's life is very, very different. Like some of you are going to have children. Uh, some of you are going to have lots of children. Some of you are going to have grandchildren. Some of you are going to be single. Uh, some of you be obviously in startup mode of your companies or this or the other. There's loads of different, different parameters. But dedicating time to working out is going to improve so much in your life. And a way that I like to kind of dive into it is thinking thinking about the day in a form of a percentage. Okay? So about one hour of your day is about 2%. 2% of your day. If you can't dedicate 2% of your day, 2% of your day to exercise, what are you doing? Like how efficient are you being with your time if you can't dedicate 2% of a day to exercise? It's crazy, crazy. And it's just a shift of priorities because I'm sure if you were to look at the screen time on your phone, there's a good few hours there that you could knock off. If you were to look at time, you're just maybe spent in bed, but not asleep, either on your phone or just lying there, like there's time that you can knock off, time you're watching TV. Um, and again, I'm not saying you need to stop these things, but it's, it's prioritizing exercise as one of the highest things you need to do to get a good ROI for your lifespan. Then when it comes to exercise, how have we got to look at exercise? So obviously throughout my career, my, my mindset around exercise has changed. Um, I started off in sport, playing football and rugby. I then moved into bodybuilding for a long portion of my, my 20s. Um, then I moved into strongman and powerlifting during my later 20s. Um, and then now I'm in my 30s. My approach has very, very much changed because I'm on this being that like, I'm not exercising to be a strongman. I'm not exercising to be a body. I'm exercising to being the best person I can possibly be, to look good, to feel good, to live longer. And for this, we need a much more well-rounded approach to exercise. It's not just clanging and banging and heavy lifting in the gym, or it's not just doing 100% cardio. It is a combination of different things to enable us to be the best. That's what we've got to look at. So we need to have a well-rounded approach to exercise. So what I mean by well-rounded approach is we've got to look at a few different things. So the first thing to dive into is around strength training. So this is generally with equipment, um, but it could be body weight, depending on, again, what you've got access to, where you are, what time restrictions you've got. So we're looking to, to kind of strength train. And the reason being is muscle mass and strength are two of the highest predictive factors of all-cause mortality. So keeping yourself with a good level of muscle mass, and I'm not talking Arnold Schwarzenegger here, but a level of muscle mass and strength will allow you to function at a higher level for the rest of your life. So strength training is invaluable, invaluable to us. Now, my recommendations would be between two to four times a week, you are doing a form of strength training. Again, be that in a gym with resistance weights, which would be my higher recommendation, or at home with weights, 
my higher recommendation, or body weight. We are looking at doing two to four a week, which could be full body, upper, lower, different style splits, but that's what we're looking at for strength training. So you're looking to try and find two times during a week, two to four times during a week, where you can do some form of strength training. Then we need to look into long endurance, uh, long duration endurance training. So this is your, um, uh, let's just say longer, longer running, where we're looking at between 30 minutes and longer without a break of long form endurance, which could be cycling, could be running, could be rowing, um, anything along those lines, where we're looking to keep our heart rate within 60 to 80% of our, of our maximum, which on average will be around 120 to 150 beats per minute, um, potentially. So even stuff like hiking, surfing, loads of different stuff will fit into this. And we want to do a long, durant, long duration endurance session once to twice a week. So once as a minimum and twice as a maximum, unless you're obviously training for a, a sport or an event like triathlete or Ironman or, or something like that, marathons, where you, where you need to do more. But we're just looking for average optimal health and performance here. So you need to find two, one to two times a week to do a long form of endurance of hiking, biking, running, et cetera, et cetera. They all fit the bill for there. Um, but you need to, these sessions aren't exhaustive. You shouldn't be shattered or tired after these, like overly tired after these sessions. It should be at a good pace um, where you're working on your cardiovascular health. Then we want to have a look into high heart rate training. Um, so this is more your interval style of training. Now, I personally prefer to do something like this on a bike or a rower. Um, you could potentially do body weight exercises at very high intensity, um, but it'd be harder to get max intensity here. Um, and we're looking to do a high intensity style training. Again, very similar to the long duration, once or twice a week, depending on your um your availability and your enjoyment for it so for me i much prefer uh long duration than short duration other people prefer short duration than long duration um so that's that's kind of just just personal preference there if you're looking to do again high heart rate training once to twice a week and stuff like this would be around a if i was doing it on a bike or a rower a 10 to 20 second maximum 30 second burst of 100% output with then a 50, 40, 30 second recovery. For me, I will generally sit at the 20. I like 20 seconds of maximum output with then a 40 second recovery. And I would probably do that for eight rounds or so, maybe yeah, eight rounds or so would be exactly what I would do there. Um, so I would do a warm up, then I would go into eight rounds or basically eight minutes worth of work done and dusted. And that is my high intensity for the week. That's what a session could be. You could also do high intensity potentially on the back of a strength session. So if you were looking for time, you could do like you could only train sort of three times a week. You could do a strength session with then an eight minute high intensity burst on a rower or on a bike or on an assault bike post workout to combine the two days together. But then lastly, we're looking at something along the lines of which is which is quite an interesting something of speed, right? So we're looking for some speed work. So training for muscle speed and power allows your fast twitch muscle fibers um, to be to be active and enables you to age well. Okay, so whereas those whose fast twitch fibers decline and become frail, 
become less mobile and more prone to injuries and um, fatal falls and stuff like that as we get older. So speed training is vital and keeping our um, fast twitch muscle fibers active and healthy is vital for our longevity. So when we're looking at um, speed work, um, this could be things along the lines of, I, I would do it in a sense of circuits or form of, of circuit styles. So you're looking to pick two to four exercises such as medicine ball slams or throws, um, some form of jumps, the so box jumps, broad jumps, um, squat jumps, um, clapping push-ups or or short sprints, right? Um, if you if you have a pool and you like swimming, you could easily cover 15, 25 minutes as fast as you can. So what you want to look to do is perform two to four sets of about three to five reps of these exercises. So what I would potentially do is have a med ball, have a a, a box or just an area where I could do a high like a, a standing um, jump, uh, and then clapping push-ups. And I would do maybe five reps of the slams, five jumps, five clapping push-ups, and repeat. So simple. And that's your speed work. The goal of this is keep perfect technique as best as you can and move as quickly as possible. That's it. That's the goal. Move as quickly as possible. Move fast and move powerfully while maintaining control. You should finish these sessions potentially feel like you haven't even done enough. But you can always potentially do more next time. But the goal of these sessions is to be quick, be power, be quick and powerful, improve, improve speed, improve our fast twitch muscle fibers. So again, if you're looking to, to combine things, you could easily do that at the start of a strength session. Three rounds, five reps, mobile slams, box jumps, clap and push-ups, done. Then do a few strength exercises, and then you can do your hit. That's three of the things combined in one session. So for, for a lot of my clients, they potentially can only, only exercise three days a week to begin with, to begin with, until they realize how good it is and they love it, and they maybe push to four to five. So if I was to try and break this down into, um, into an optimal training for, for three days a week, I'd probably look at something like this. So Monday, I would do speed work, followed by a strength session. So I would do something along the lines of, like I said, that circuit, three rounds of the five reps of a medal slam, of a um, standing squat jump as high as I could, and then a clapping push-up. And then I would do a full body strength training session, maybe four to five exercises, compound lifts, and that's that session. Wednesday, I would then do a long endurance, long long duration endurance event, which would be probably a, a bike or a run, something like that, for thirty minutes. And then Friday, I would then do a strength session again, full body strength, followed by a hit session. So a 10, 15, 20 second burst, followed by a 50, 40, uh, 30 second recovery period. And that's it. That is an incredibly simple three day plan. That is going to get you to look better, feel better, perform better, and live longer. Now, ideally, what I would do is I would, I would try and get someone to train five days a week. Like that would be the optimal. But if you can only do three, you can get everything in three. This is where I find where people go, I don't have enough time to this. Like You can get everything you need to do in three hours during your week. That's it. Three, it could probably be longer. You could probably be probably so short term. You could probably find it. You could probably do those sessions in forty five minutes. 
So we have 168 hours in a week, 168, 168 hours in a week. And I've just given you a routine or a basically an overview of optimal health, optimal mental acuity, improving your body composition in three hours. Three hours. That's all you need to do to find three hours. Can we done at home? Can we done it again? Three hours out of 168 is all you need to find to live a longer, happier, healthy life. That's how, that's how simple it can be, right? Now, again, would I want people to do more? Yes, 110%. But if you only had three hours to do, you can still get a great, great result. Um, so that is this is the end of the series and the end of the introductory series and episodes to longevity. So what I'd recommend for, for a lot of you that if at any point you do you do struggle, you do fall off the wagon, these four episodes, obviously the reason I've done the four episodes is these are the basics of kind of everything that I teach. These are the basics to improving longevity, improving cognitive performance and mental acuity, improving lifespan, improving health span, improving everything, everything about you, looking good, feeling good and performing your best. These four podcasts are the the basics, and I try, like I said, I've tried to bring the information to you without the scientific um, jargon, so to say, without the uh, this study, that study, this and that. I'm trying to give it as consumer friendly as I can, so you can just listen, take action, and go. So if you ever feel lost when it comes to health, ever get off track, these four episodes are here to help you optimize everything you do, get back on track, and dive forward. Um, moving forward with the podcast, I said it will be launched every single week. Some will be solo episodes with myself. Others I'll be doing interviews. Others I'll be doing kind of asking anything um, with you guys getting to give me questions on LinkedIn where I dive into kind of questions that you guys give me um, and obviously answering as best as I possibly can. So I hope you guys have really enjoyed this introductory series. I will be back again next week um, with a new episode. And I will finish the podcast with the quote that I will finish every podcast with. Don't wish for it to be easier. Wish for you to be better. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Executive Health Show. If you have any questions based on the information in today's episode or general questions around optimizing your health and cognitive performance, the best place to get hold of me is on LinkedIn. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash Wade Foster MSC and you'll find my profile. Uh, Send me a connection request and I'll be happy to answer any questions you've got. Hope you have a great day. Cheers.